They've found another girl's nude, lifeless body in a sunken, weed-choked marsh along the Trinity River in Fort Worth, Texas. Another dead victim of the sex racket. The case is unsolved. Last year, they found the chained body of Patty Harmon, a former high school beauty queen in a fork of the Trinity. The case is unsolved. Fort Worth and the entire Southwest is wide open for prostitution. The sex racket is a breeding ground for murder. What young girl will be the next decomposed body found, the next unsolved case? Front page reporters went into the southwestern underworld and interviewed porters, panderers, prostitutes. They talked to law enforcement officers and newsmen who have their hands on the pulse of the rackets. Man, I didn't talk to you, see? If you print this, the fuzz and the characters will turn the heat on, one pimp told us. The fuzz are cops. The characters are the inhabitants of the underworld, among them the men who buy and sell women, and the women sold in prostitution. Man, don't forget, I didn't talk to you. If the fuzz sees it, they'll call in the characters to see who talked. The characters might get hopped up on weed and take a shot at me. Me, I'm not getting shot at without shooting back. Then I'd really be in a jam. This racket's crazy, man. Real crazy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Stop Reading That. So, the other day when I did the review of the John Wayne Gacy comic, you know, I didn't really care for the comic book that much, but it kinda lit a spark in me to do a bit of a detour today. I realized that in looking over my output so far, about 80% of what I have covered has been horror zines and the rest of that has mostly been made up of music zines. Now, this whole thing kinda got started with a review of a music zine. Uh, what was it called? Um, Kindred Spirit. And the other one being, after that, I did Sleazorama. So there was immediately a music zine, then a horror zine. And it's kinda gone that way ever since because uh, truth be told, there are just a lot of music zines. There are a lot of horror fanzines. Um, and a lot of the stuff that's getting put out nowadays, as far as zines go, has been gay and lesbian stuff. And uh, truth be told, I'm just not that interested. Sorry. You know, a lot of them actually say this is a queer space only. So. Uh, I kind of have an out there in that I'm not really supposed to be reading it in the first place. But I digress, because I know that in the description for this show, I say that I cover zines, fanzines, and pulp magazines. Now, so far, the only pulp magazine that I have covered, if you could even call it that, has been Cinema Sewer. And I think the Gacy comic kind of veers into that territory, but not quite. It's sort of, it's sort of in that weird gray area. So what I have today is something a little bit different. Now that little intro that I did for you, that is from 
an article entitled The Texas Girl Racket, which is from a magazine called Front Page Detective. Now, Front Page Detective came out in the 1950s. The issue that I have is from 1955. And what Front Page Detective is, is it's a true crime magazine. And it is really kind of interesting to me when I look at Front Page Detective. And it's got all of these scandalous little stories. And I think about that and I say, you know, before we had the first 48, before we had, uh, what's that, America's Most Wanted and Unsolved Mysteries and before everybody had TVs in their houses and long before everybody had computers. And at a time especially when there were certain things that television just did not show, you had these little magazines like Front Page Detective. And I think that just looking at Front Page Detective and seeing the kinds of things that they talk about, it really tells me, for one, that human beings do not change that much. Our technology changes, but the animal that is using the technology and uh, consuming the technology, that animal does not change. So if you have this idea that the 50s were all about, you know, mom and pop and apple pie and baseball, yeah, of course there was some of that. But uh, there was also the other part. And that other part is that human beings have an appetite for lurid and titillating and prurient entertainment. So in its own funny way, something like Front Page Detective really encapsulates what this whole show is about. Because this really was the kind of crap that you weren't supposed to be reading. You were supposed to have better tastes than this. You're supposed to be reading good literature and not this garbage about murder and prostitution and other unpleasant topics. And Front Page Detective really has everything you could ask for when it comes to that. It starts out with a story called The Beggar in the Gold Cadillac. Or, yeah, pardon me, The Beggar in the Gold Cadillac. And it is all about crips and panties. And uh, in case you didn't know, a panty, I think this is more obvious, is a panhandler. But a crip was a fake cripple. Your crip was the person who was pretending to be handicapped in order to beg money. And so you get all these little methods that people will use in order to pretend to be crippled so they can beg for money. And it's quite wonderful. There, I'll, I'll read you a little portion of one of them. Rose, born Anna Dim, the nightmarishly homely daughter of a retired Brooklyn pushcart peddler, hit the Bright Light District in 1929. She was 17 then, a stage-struck little autograph hunter. Almost immediately, she developed a knack for making a pest of herself, and people obliged her for whatever she asked, just to get rid of her. Soon she was asking for money, and so well did her technique work 
that after a time she would accept folding money only. Celebrities quailed at Rose's glance and once even Jack Dempsey fled his restaurant when she walked in to put the touch on his customers. In time, Broadway Rose prospered to the extent that she could refuse donations from nobodies with the admonition, go get yourself a reputation, jerk, before I'll take your scratch. And Front Page Detective is just full of these wonderful, trashy little nuggets like that. <clears throat> There's a rather extensive article on Nanny Doss, who was a serial killer by the, who went by the, not went by, but who was called the Lonely Hearts Killer. Uh, she murdered 11 people, mostly by poisoning. There's a, a little article called This is Cold Turkey, and it's got a bunch of photographs purporting to be a junkie going through your kicking junk. And I'll, uh, I'll read you some of that. It's a puff of a cigarette, a shot in the arm, a draw of a pipe. It's dancing ladies and walking on air. It's money in the bank and your cock of the walk. You're on dope, man. You're a mainliner. As long as you've got $5 a shot, $10 a shot, $200 a week, nobody can touch you. You'll rob a bank, roll a drunk, murder your mother, anything to get enough to buy that envelope full of powder. Then one day you're picked up. You're a dope addict. You're wanted. You're a criminal. You're in prison or in a quick cure parlor. Maybe you've got enough in your poke to buy you a month's dreams, but you can't get at it. You're getting the cold turkey treatment. You had a shot yesterday and you'll never get another. Maybe you're curing yourself. For whatever reason, you're getting the cold turkey treatment. You're miserable, sick, you're going to die. Every bone in your body tells you that you won't live to see tomorrow. And then it goes on to talk about how a man with a $105 a day heroin habit uh, volunteered to be photographed for this thing. I don't know if the man in the photographs actually volunteered for this or even if he was kicking heroin in the first place. But that seems to be beside the point because this whole magazine is sort of about giving people a glimpse of the wild and scary side. Uh, there's another one. I'm just paging through this. It's, it says, Presenting Stevie, the blonde carnival barker. He doesn't dance, he doesn't sing, but man, can he squeeze them triggers. He's the catch of the season, wanted by the FBI from the top of his head to the tips of his shoes. He's hot, hot, hot. Step right up. You get what you. I think you get the uh, get the picture of this thing. Front page detective is just packed full of these little articles like that, and it's actually a pretty long magazine. The one I'm looking at has 83 pages. There are others that are a little bit longer. Another interesting thing, if you just look through it, you can see a lot of these old magazine advertisements from the 50s. Uh, front page detective seems to be largely geared toward men. There are a lot of advertisements for learning skilled trades. The one that I noticed, or the one that I remember, is uh, there's one about how if you learn to be a meat cutter, you'll you'll never have to look for work again. And it's it's stuff like that. There there are ads for uh, hair tonic. 
Um, there was one ad that was for a, a 6.5 millimeter Luger pistol that was like two bucks or something. It was some obvious piece of garbage, but I, that's just a, that's sort of an aside. That's something you can kind of look at and get a kick out of. Now, as far as the review goes, this is kind of a hard one because when I review things, I don't really give like the Siskel and Ebert thumbs up, thumbs down thing most of the time. When I do a review, I try to figure out, okay, well, who would like this? Which is a pretty easy thing to do when you're talking about, say, a movie that talks about Italian horror movies or a movie that discusses punk rock or old X-rated movies, that's fairly simple. I think that as far as true crime stuff goes, there's probably much better stuff online nowadays than, uh, than what you're going to find in this old magazine. Though I think that if you're the kind of person that likes to read true crime nonfiction, this might be up your alley and you'd probably get an extra kick out of the kind of language that they use because obviously this is from 60 years ago and it's got that kind of over-the-top Walter Winchell reporting style. You might, kind, you might like that. Um, other people, I think, if you just have sort of an overall fascination with the 50s, I think you would like this especially as it's kind of the seedy underbelly of popular culture. I think you might get a kick out of that. There is the piece on Nanny Doss, so if you're interested in serial killers, it's got that. But otherwise, you know, Front Page Detective is a fun little thing to look through if you're just you're just looking for something to read through because you're bored. It's out there and it's, you know, it's kind of fun. If you got like uh, 10 minutes to an hour and you just want to chill out and read something or if you're in a doctor's office and you got nothing to read and you'd, you don't want to look at the magazines that they have there I think that you might like Front Page Detective just as a little page turner it's really easy to read I mean it's it's that kind of thing it's meant to be it's meant to be bubblegum and that is really how I approach something like this, and that's probably the most important thing to keep in mind if you want to read it. So that is the first of my pulp reviews. I uh, I just found this one and started actually just started paging through it for no real reason, and it just kind of I don't know. It was it was a fun little read. It's not going to make you any smarter, but it's obviously not going to hurt you any. So anyway, I, uh, I will talk to you all soon. I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to keep the show as sort of these shorter episodes like I'm doing now, or if I'm going to cut the number of episodes I make and just make them longer. I really don't know how annoying it is to listen to me for 15 minutes. So, you know, if you got an idea, let me know. Anyway, I will be back soon. I've still got, I still have Shock Value by John Waters on the back burner. Uh, work, I'm working on it. I've just been busy the last few days and I haven't really had the time to just plow through the thing because 
once again, it's not a particularly difficult read. I just haven't had the time to sit down with it. So anyway, that's that's coming up. Um, I'm going to try to do a few more pulps. I'm going to look at what I have tonight and see if another pulp magazine will work for the next review. If not, I'll find another zine to talk about. But anyway, I will talk to you all soon. All right. Goodbye.